Hello, Alicia. I believe our neighbors have ended their yard work. I sure hope so. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Spiderwebs. Yeah, today. I'm hoping you're not going to make me cry. I'm going to try not to make me cry Yeah. today. We're doing it. <laughs> the often promised. The often promised Lucy with the football I have been compared to about this story. So many of you have wanted Rita Hayworth's story, and it is so wonderfully trashy and also tragically trashy. There's some bad stuff in this one. There's some sad stuff in this one. It touches a lot of things that are really sensitive. Childhood abuse, trauma, intimate partner violence, dementia, Alzheimer's, Inman's coming in to make sure nobody gets too sad. Yeah, I was not laughing at the mention of dementia and Alzheimer's. Um... No, I mean, there are a lot of us that have our own experiences with a number of topics that are mentioned in Rita's story. And I've been avoiding it. Right. And my trashy heart goes out to you and Rita for all time. We really do struggle with, again, trying to have a little comedy show. And some of these stories are not funny. No, this, it, mm-hmm. oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ, dude, we're not doing this. Oh, everything's better with Inman. I think I started research on Rita Hayworth's story back in season three. It was forever ago. Mm-hmm. And I have more words than I could possibly use. And it was one of the very last quotes that I came upon that will be the beginning of the story. And which has been a stumbling block. It really has. Because it's so sad. There's a lot of, there's some terrible things in the story. So I guess that's a, that's your trigger warning. Um, It's bad. But Rita Hayworth herself sent word at how I should tell this story. It's my favorite quote by her. Whatever you write about me, don't make it sad. So the great lady has spoken. It's been a big barrier for you ever since. Don't make it sad. Today, Trashy Angels, we will all together to induct Rita Hayworth into the Trashy Divorces Hall of Fame, at least part one of her induction ceremony. This is going to be split into two parts. But Rita Hayworth is kind of a big deal. She's described as a love goddess, and like many of our past heroines in mythology, has a tale to tell. I do want to give a shout out to Kimberly W., who encouraged me about this story. We talked to not too long ago and I was talking to her about my stumbling block with Rita. And she's like, sad hell. Her story just makes me angry. I'm angry about her story. So two different ways to look at it might be something to think about. Maybe we'll put on our fury pants and I'm down for that. Yeah. Okay. Rita Hayworth, definite trashy divorces, all-star. She has five divorces, and they are all so, so bad. Rita has a tendency to marry men who use her. They may not find these motives within themselves. They don't think they're using her at all, but Rita is pretty good at seeing the con happening. As much as the impact of her childhood and the impact of pretty terrible love relationships that happened to her. Her friend Ann Miller says about Rita, she doesn't put up with much for too long. Which is probably why she had five marriages. I mean, I get that sentiment. 
when I'm done, I'm done. Like, as soon as I see that the con is on, the grip just, like, we're, we're see, done. See, Rita Hayworth would have benefited from what you were saying in the Taylor Swift story. <laughs> you just, you try him out, and then at that 100-day mark, you just send that boy back. Yeah, well, she tried a bunch of them out. She tried a bunch of them out, but she didn't really have a very good head start. Her mago is pretty rough. So Rita is looking for something. Not fame, not stardom, not being under anyone's command. She wants love and a family and something that is much quieter and simpler than the hand that she was dealt by life. A lot of this narrative is coming from her biography written by Barbara Leeming called If This Was Happiness. It's a fantastic resource. I'm waiting for one more Rita book to come in, which is kind of why we're splitting this in two parts, but it's going to be okay. Most of that's there. If you want other resources, let me know. I have <laughs> not used 700. I have them. I can source them. Okay. Rita Hayworth doesn't start out as Rita. She will start October 17th, 1918. She's a Libra girl as Margarita Carmen Cancino. Hayworth is her beloved mother's maiden name and the one that Rita will take in her Hollywood career in like, two short decades. But Libra girl Margarita Cancino is born in New York, and her parents have an act. They are called the Dancing Cancinos. And although Rita has brothers, it's not her brothers that get tapped for the act. It's Rita, because dad is dancing with his sister, so Rita's aunt, and at some point... Rita's aunt is out and Rita is in the act. Okay. We're going to come back to that. By the time Rita is four years old, she's danced at Carnegie Hall. Wow. The Cancinos are a big deal. Dad's okay. dad was a dancer. So Rita is carrying on this third generation, you know, family tradition. But brother's not required to be in the act. They get to be kids and go play and have fun, but not Rita. But Rita can dance and it it's all she's done. Like from the time she's little, like schooling isn't important. She's dancing. <clears throat> Her dad will use Rita in his dance classes to demonstrate for kids and adults. And once Rita's old enough, she's dancing with dad in some inappropriate material. Eek. Like she's the new wife. Right. And the, Not great. Yeah. All she does is dance. She has no friends, no socialization. For the brief time that she does go to school, Rita's school principal will say about her, she was one of the kindest, most motherly girls I ever knew, but a poor student. She did the best she could, which wasn't too good. Rita does not get a an education. scholarly education. Mm -hmm. She gets an education in a lot of things, but not... In books, per se. Interestingly, I think this, um, I think this is actually borrowed for a character in Doom Patrol, who we see in flashbacks, like mm. parents, like stage parents, and you know they're asked like, "How does she do in school?" And they're like, "Oh, no schooling, no distraction <laughs> with other children." So, well, Rita's like twelve. Dad's like, "Hey, I have a great idea. You're a great enough dancer that we're going to go ahead and resurrect the dancing." Cancinos. And Rita, I'm going to put you in your aunt's role. And we're going to dance together as husband and wife. I'm going to dye your hair darker to make you appear more Latin. 
And soon enough, the two of them are performing on gambling boats floating around the Southern California coast. This sounds like a healthy environment for, you said 12? 12, yeah. Yeah, 12. Mm. And all the places that they go to dance, Mm. Rita, when she's not dancing, is silent in a corner. People think she doesn't know English. That she is like not from here. She doesn't know the language. She's just the prop to set up to dance. She can't. She can't understand what we're saying. This is how shy and withdrawn Rita Hayworth is. But when she gets on stage, like wowza, night and day, something flips. You've never seen anyone dance like this kid, and her father insists on perfection. There's no room for mistakes, which will make. For a brilliant career, but also lay in some pretty dangerous and damaging infrastructure, so to speak, for future relationships. We can call it a mago. So dad gets drunk. Dad gets drunk a lot. And Rita and her talent <laughs> is supporting the family. Her her work right. is bringing in the... By the age of 13. She's the breadwinner. She's the family breadwinner. But her duty No is, pressure. No pressure. No, her duty's not done when the, when the show's over. Dad'll send her out to catch fish for the family to eat from the river when the dancing was done. Well, at least she gets to fish. I'm kidding. It's terrible. Yes. She's the family breadwinner and going to catch the fish. Dad will also physically abuse her, making sure to keep all evidence of his physical abuse away from things the audience might see. Great. It's awesome when abusers are smart enough to do that. That's fun. Rita will tell Orson Welles, her second husband, that her father sexually assaulted her as well. I'm shocked (sighs) at this point. So Rita's totally replaced her aunt in the act. And the family's working in Tijuana, doing four shows a day, two in the afternoon, two at night. And they're going to get a gig on this gambling boat. And Rita and her dad build as a husband and wife team. And when Rita, right, not shining on the dance floor, quiet, doesn't say a thing. She's this same way at home. Her neighbor, Loretta Parkin, will tell Barbara Leeming that... Loretta and other kids would peek into the Cancino's living room to see like, ooh, she's dancing with her dad. This is what Loretta says. He'd scream and holler at her. Don't do that. Don't be so stupid. He was kind of a small man, like a little banty rooster. I never heard her answer back at him, not ever. She would simply do the routine again until he was satisfied. Weird that she just sort of shuts down when... So Loretta, her friend, like, feels so bad for her. She says, for Rita, there was no life, no school, no friends, no girlfriends, just sitting, sitting, sitting until it was time to go to Tijuana. So here she is, 13, 14, dancing on gambling boats in Tijuana and Hollywood executives going down for a fun time on the gambling boat, getting a little liquored up. See her? That's a safe group of men to be around. (laughs) We, oh, it just gets worse. (laughs) Um, don't make it sad. I'm not making it sad. It's anger inducing. Yeah. So there are a few spots that she'll get dancing in films. Hey, can we give her a screen test? Maybe this kid's going places. Dad's like, okay, yeah, let's see, you know, what can happen. Oh, God. 
And this is going to end up with uh, just Rita in a devil's bargain because Rita wants out from her dad. Dad, oh God, it's just terrible. Rita's going to get married for the first time in 1937 in a Las Vegas wedding to a dude named Eddie Judson. He's in his 40s. She is 19. Eddie Judson is going to be Rita's pimp. He is a failed used car salesman. No lie. And also has some very questionable connections in the industry. Maybe some mafia connections. But Eddie Judson, pretty popular on the circuit. He's going to dress Rita up and take her to nightclubs to be photographed. And then they'd return home to an empty house. There's no furniture or anything in the house because the money that Rita makes, they're putting back into her career. So Eddie can change everything about her. She gets some small parts. Eddie's taking her out to be photographed. Here's a big fancy dress. Um, this will earn her the nickname of the most cooperative girl in Hollywood. It's not a compliment. No. At this point, she will take on her mother's maiden name, Hayworth, and now she's Rita Hayworth. Eddie's spending money on changing her hair. So instead of darkening it, he's lightening it. She will have two years of electrolysis to change her hairline. To make her not look so Latin. I bet electrolysis in the 30s and 40s was incredibly painful. Okay, so not only is Eddie like, hey, let me go ahead and physically manifest you into something different. Let me go ahead and break any semblance of a soul that you may have begun to preserve for yourself. Because part of his star making is encouraging his wife to sleep with powerful men to get ahead. Hell, surprise. Hey, Trash Pandas. When you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What 
flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. One of these trysts. I know, you're mad. It's, it's This is terrible. One of these trysts will set into motion damage that will go on for two fucking decades. Because Eddie Judson, pimp-ass husband number one penis face, has arranged for Rita to go out on a yacht to sleep with the <laughs> studio boss of Columbia Pictures. We have heard about him before, Harry Cohn. Rita gets on the boat. And Rita's like, this is not going to happen. She turns him down. And Harry Cohn will never forgive this slight. When she is 19 years old, he's going to make her life utter hell for 20 years. Rita's with Columbia, and Harry Cohn is not used to hearing no. So he feels disrespected. He will belitter her. He will use the bathroom in front of her. He, like, does a lot of real like Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. kind of stuff. They battle over everything, scripts, control. And essentially, Harry Cohn is going to be her enemy, which kind of takes the heat for, like, two decades off her husband's, even though they're terrible. He is set up as the bad guy. I need you to know that whatever we talk about through these next marriages, the shadow and threat of Harry Cohn is always there and it is always real. Wonderful. Terrible man. Her friend Bob Schiffer will say all Harry Cohn wanted to do was get even because he'd never had a sexual encounter of any kind with Rita, which annoyed the hell out of him. This goes on from 1937 to 1957. Her last film for Columbia Pictures is Pal Joey with Frank Sinatra in 1957. 20 years after this. I would like to blow up a lot of people right now. <laughs> uh, Roz Rogers in uh, Leeming's biography says, as she got older, she got a little more guts. Underneath she grew. She got stronger and stronger and was able to survive. But Rita... Begins to make it happen. She'll dance with Fred Astaire in 1941 and you'll never get rich. Remember, his sister has gone off to England to marry British aristocracy, Adele. Okay. Astaire. So he needs a new dance partner. Fred Astaire will say she learned steps faster than anyone I'd ever known. I'd show her a routine before lunch. She'd be right back after lunch and have it down to perfection. She apparently figured it out in her mind when she was eating. I mean, the, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to say muscle memory in terms of like the physicality of it, but like the muscle memory of her father must. She's so, but she's so talented. Sure, and sure. And when she dances, it is a night and day switch because James Cagney will remember that Rita would simply go, after the dancing was done, that Rita would simply go back to her chair and sit there and not communicate. It's Night and day, that much of a flip. But Rita's career is kind of happening. Her resume is impressive. Like, she's got a lot of films. She has a lot of dancing roles. She's starting to break out. Most cooperative girl in Hollywood. She's the best dancer anybody's ever seen. Also, she's a very popular pinup girl. Right? The war's happening. Mm-hmm. She is the goddess of love and sex and every man's dream. And at this point, Rita, you know, wising up like Eddie Judson's kind of an abusive asshole, one man takes her interest. His name is Victor Mature. He's a fellow actor. Victor Mature? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is he mature? 
Well, Rita wants out from her terrible husband, number one, who's now simply like using her and abusing her. And Eddie's going to get angry with Rita and (laughs) in a fine move of gentleman compassion will threaten to throw acid on her face. Wonderful. So what can Rita do? Rita has to go to the one person she hates who has never been a help to her. Harry Cohn. That's it. (sighs) Rita goes to Harry Cohn. And Harry Cohn's like, all right, here's $25,000. Eddie Judson, I need you to go away. You can take everything. Rita was able to walk, but now Rita owes Harry Cohn a debt. Like, Rita maybe has some clothes and, like, a spoon. Like, she gets her freedom and mm-hmm. gets out and is now indebted. Freedom, questionable, because now she's indebted to Harry Kent. Sure. But Eddie Judson, I like how, number one. Yeah, I like done. how asshole ex-husband gets paid for his... Ugh, this Don't is- go away mad. Just go... We need you to go away. Yeah. Because Eddie Judson, at some point, now that Rita Starr is breaking through, is much more of a liability. I'm glad you had me put on my fury pants for this. <laughs> Soon Rita's attention, though, is drawn away from her new beau, Victor, because remember all those pinups that she did? They're all around the world. Mm-hmm. And one of them has been the obsession of Wonderkind director Orson Welles now for a while. He sees Rita's picture in Life magazine, I think this is August 41, I'm not sure, along with millions of other men. But he sees Orson Welles, the Wonderkin director, sees Rita's picture and knows... This is it. This is the girl for me. I saw that fabulous Still in Life magazine, he'll tell Barbara Leaning, where she's on her knees in bed, and that's when I decided, when I come back, that's what I'm going to do. Whew. Rita'll say about it, he was a con man and mostly got away with me. <laughs> Well, they are called Beauty and the Brains when they get together. That's their name. Because uh, Orson Welles is so pretty. Yeah. Uh, but there are surprises in store for Orson. So he is overseas and all he wants to do is get back and meet Rita Hayworth. And she is going to be manic, pixie, dream dancer, goddess woman that's going to rock his balls from here to the galaxy. He gets back in Hollywood. She's there. They meet at a party at Joseph Cotton's home. and. Surprising for Orson, Rita's nothing like that pinup girl. She's very quiet. She's very sweet. She's very reserved. He remembers her sweetness. The image that she presents, it's that night, it's on and off switch. Right, right. Isn't what she is. And so they begin to connect and get to know each other in a way that shatters his illusions about this. And Rita must have felt like, whoa. This is what it's supposed to be about. You want to get to know me. You support me. Um, He has friends his own age. Rita's never hung out with anyone her own age. She's been sitting in a corner for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Rita's finally beginning to connect in a different way that is not old, gross Hollywood men decades older than her. They're in love and he's doing great things and she's doing great things and the war is on and it could all be gone tomorrow. And all right, they're in love. Beauty and the brains. They marry September 7th, 1943 in Santa Monica. Rita Hayworth has a lunch break. She's shooting a film called Cover Girl. Joseph Cotton is their best man. Uh, Shifra Haran will tell Leeming, I never saw a happier, more tickled, more delightful, adorable couple in the world. 
but duty calls because a reporter asks, like, are you going on a honeymoon? And Rita Hainsworth's like, I got to get back to the studio. Like, yeah, nobody approved this marriage. This was done very secretly. The newlyweds will settle in their Brentwood mansion where Orson Welles will build a roofless solarium so that Rita can sunbathe naked. Together, they'll plot their escape from Hollywood. Orson Welles at this point, it's kind of a fascinating story, wants to launch a political career that FDR is urging on. Like, yes, you definitely need to run for office. And Rita's like, I would totally help you with this. I don't really want to be a movie star. Let me be your wife and ally yeah. and let's go make a future that is yeah. wonderfully different than what we're doing now. Let's I believe in you. Get you in Congress or the Senate or something. Right. So, shy, quiet Rita just wants to be a homemaker, a mother. Uh, anything but pushed onto this performative stage that she always seems to go on. But she'll work to please Orson and they're doing a show together that... There's a whole bunch of history that I'm cutting through to kind of get here to the end of part one. Rita will tell June Allison, I really wanted to be everything Orson wanted of me. Bob Schiffer will concur with this, saying she reflected on what men wanted. Unfortunately, that's the way she thought it should be. Rita will get pregnant. Oh, I'm going to be a mother. I'm so excited. Isn't this wonderful? I can make some of these dreams come true. Mm -hmm. Which is the time that Orson Welles decides... I'm going to go and have an affair in New York City at 21 with Gloria Vanderbilt and make out with her in the fucking corner and get that reported back in the press. Oh, and then there's an affair with Judy Garland. Hmm. Also, cascades of sex workers. Needless to say, Rita, unpleased. Hmm. Not very happy. Delivers the baby. She's drinking more. She's mad about it. She's mad about all of his behavior, but Orson's like, I don't get why you're so mad at me. Like, I'm so frustrated because you're so mad at me. And she's like, I'm so mad at you because. Yeah, you're, you're uh, off fucking around and getting caught in, by, right. on camera. Like, He doesn't really know how to deal with her reaction to his terrible behavior. Also, during this time, there is a little film called Gilda. It is her most famous film in which she will say after about some of her unhappiness, which this is typically the quote you think of when you think of Rita Hayworth. Uh, Men go to bed with Gilda and wake up with me. It's that Mm -hmm. on off night day sort of thing. Go to bed with this and then you wake up and I'm a real person Mm -hmm. and I have real feelings and I'm not this manic pixie sex object that you've built. No, it's not how it works. Rita also gets upset at this time because her picture has been used on the nuclear test bomb. She doesn't want to come in hot. She's ready to hold a press conference and Harry Cohn is like, you cannot do that. You, no. You can't say, like, just bomb them. Shut up. Wow. She's mad. She's like, I am not for this at all. Right, right. You know, I... It would be unpatriotic to say a word. Exactly. Yeah, I had not thought. They sure did do that. They sure did put pinup pictures on bombs. Her picture was painted on the nuclear test missile. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure 
Dianola Gay. Was that the plane? Yeah, I, I anyway, know. yeah. I, th- I'll that's follow a, up on that in part two. Yeah, that's a thing, and I had not thought about how that would impact the the women whose images were Rita being used. Rita Hayworth's not not pleased. Oh yeah, she would. They would have Dixie chicked her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she would have been disappeared. <laughs> um, Dixie chicked her. That's yeah. Yeah, they would have. I think you can probably, even though that's not the name they go by, that phrase says a lot, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. All right. Orson and Rita separate. They reunite. They separate. They reunite. It doesn't work. Rita's going to file for divorce. Uh, by 1947, the marriage is done. Not that they both still don't have. I mean, they have a daughter um, named Rebecca. Okay. After his, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. Orson Welles will say he loved Rita Hayworth until the night he died. It's Rita who files for divorce. Did he say that after he died? <laughs> is he tweeting the way some? <laughs> yeah, Stacy is pointedly like, this is something that happened. So after the Elizabeth Edwards story, um, we were talking about it and how John Edwards was at her death bedside. And I'm like, well, how did it go? What did she say? And it just was one of those, like, I didn't catch up with my it, own. Yeah, brain. it was like she, it was like Alicia thought that Elizabeth Edwards she was, was still, still writing her typing her. To the, yeah, yeah. That's not how it works. And then, then the book just trails off. Oh, God. Um, anyway, all of this is very disrespectful. <clears throat> it is very sad. Rita's heartbroken. Orson's heartbroken. The two don't know how to patch it together. Um, I'm going to end it here. We'll come back with part two uh, next week, week after. But I'm going to end it here with Rita telling Orson Welles, you know, the only happiness I've ever had in my life has been with you. And so Orson Welles is consumed with guilt just of how badly, shabbily he's treated her. And... He's so sad that this is what she's saying to him. And he will later tell Barbara Leeming, which is the title of the biography. If this was happiness, imagine what the rest of her life had been. Ah, Rita Hayworth. We'll come back, talk more about Harry Cohn, husbands three, four, and five. One of them's nickname is Mr. Evil. So that's fun. (laughs) We got a little Frank Sinatra tie-in as well. Um, I figured that's enough fury slash anger embedded into one episode. I'm going to go read about the artwork on American bombs in World War II. There you go. Come back with a little supplemental to next week's Spiderwebs. I had no idea that that, that's amazing. That is amazing. Furious. Okay. That's Rita Hayworth, part one. Fury I did pants. not pull the football away. I kept the football on the ground. I hope you enjoyed the kick. Thanks, y'all, for being awesome. We'll have part two for you in eight months. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, next is Ali Khan. Ali Khan's already married. And who gets them together? Like Elsa Maxwell. Like, it is just... in. It's so trashy it had to be broken into two. There's part one of the Rita Hayworth Hall of Fame trashy divorces induction ceremony. May we all go in trash candy <laughs> via con 
ideas of the trash candy gods. I can't believe I did that. I didn't cry at all. No, I, I'm sure next week's going to be <laughs> tricky. Big love to y'all. Till we meet again. Mm-hmm. Keep your hands clean. Keep your fury pants on. <laughs> Keep those hearts trashy. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.